Hey y'all, it's Coach Shan back with another episode of Diamond Evolution Podcast. So today we're going to talk about a number of different things and I want to tell you a little bit more of my story. So I want you to think first about the word evolution. When you think about the word evolution, what does it mean to you? Evolution is to grow and to evolve from one stage of one point to another. Think about a caterpillar and the stage and the process it has to go through and the cocoon, the cocoon <laughs> and turn into a butterfly. You have to excuse me. I am a country girl with a southern twang and sometimes I get a little tongue-tied and twisted trying to talk proper, okay? So excuse me. But anyway... Evolution is also the process of the dark coal becoming a diamond. And on this channel, you are here to grow and evolve. And that's if you choose to. So today we're going to talk a little bit about evolution. Before we get started, don't forget to listen to our theme song for the podcast, which is Diamond in the Bag by Curtis Mayfield. And It tells you to be grateful for where you are, even though you may not be where you want to be today, to just be grateful. And gratitude is the attitude that I have and I truly believe in. Even in my darkest moments, even in my weakest hours, I learn how to have gratitude. And it goes a long ways. So that song is the theme song for our podcast. And this is not my podcast, this is our podcast. This is a process of us all growing and evolving as much as one chooses to grow and evolve. So I want to talk to you a little bit about your mind and your emotions. So religion and spirituality actually go hand in hand although most spiritual people are not religious people. And years ago, I started to wake up and evolve to, and I'll tell you backstory of why and how in a little bit, but I started to wake up and evolve into a different creature. And I am not a religious person. I am very spiritual. But religion and spirituality do go hand in hand. And what I've learned is religions and different religions are combinations of different stories and belief systems of spirituality and how it actually works. It's not face value or meant to be taken that way. And before you knock me, do your own research. Do your own research and then you'll understand where I'm coming from. Some things are true stories, but not all of it is 100% true. It is meant to help us to understand the process of life and the cycles of life and the processes within our own bodies, genetics, and DNA. So your mind is a mechanism that stores and transmits information. So... Everything that you experience in life is locked away in different places in your mind. The childhood trauma that you experience is locked away in your mind. 
And your mind is has a memory system and it feeds off that information and it provides you with emotions according to what information the mind is feeding. Just imagine driving down the road and you see a car accident, your mind sees something and it triggers an emotion inside of you. Just imagine <clears throat> having a conversation with a loved one and they say something that you don't quite understand or you don't like. You start thinking and an emotion is triggered. <clears throat> Sorry, I just woke up. I apologize. Probably should have had some coffee or something, but I didn't. I wanted to get this message out because it was fresh on the brain. But your mind and your emotions work together and sometimes they are enemies. And you become your own enemy. As the Bible speaks, a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. The double-minded man is a man whose mind goes one way, but the heart goes another. So just think for a second that you believe that you're supposed to live your life a certain way because you've been trained that, but your heart is calling you to do something different. Your heart is no longer in the things that you've been trained to do. So you're going to and fro because you are you are in conflict, internal conflict with your mind and your emotions. Just like when you are wanting to be on the right path and do good to people and do good for yourself, because you haven't healed your mind, you have all these emotions inside of you and you're triggered by different situations that cause you to have different setbacks as a result of not healing your mind, the things that you were told that were not true, the damaging thoughts of self-worth, that you're not good enough, you're not smart enough, you're not strong enough, and the emotions that are triggered as a result of that. On this podcast, I'm here to help you to heal your mind and emotions and merge them into what I consider to be the one brain, one operation in unison, mind and emotions operating for your highest good. Your other mechanism is your body. Your body is your temple. And once you merge your mind and your emotions, you'll want what's best for you. So you'll want natural healing for your body and your temple, which is your true connection to spirituality and to God. Every person has the ability to connect with God or the most high or divine through spirituality. But when your mind and emotions are wounded and pulling you in a lot of different directions, it's hard to stay focused. So I'm here to help you to merge so that you can evolve. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about me. So my grandparents raised me and my grandfather was in the military And he was quite different. So my grandmother was a Christian who took me to church on Sundays with her. My grandfather did not go to church. My grandfather was very different and I watched him. And a lot of times he told me certain things and it's not what he said. It was always the way that he said it that stood out in my mind. And as I look at myself and where I am today, I've learned to master a lot of things within me 
And those things came from the teachings of those who taught me. And my grandfather um, paid a very, played a very important and prevalent point um, person in my life. And I didn't realize that until about two years ago that I'm a lot like him. I'm a lot like him because I spend a lot of time by myself and seeking things for myself. And I don't go by what everyone else says or what everyone else is doing. And a lot of things he told me stood out. It's one thing in particular that came to me uh, about a year and a half ago, maybe two years now. I think it was a year and a half ago. And it was something he always told me not to do. And I finally realized he didn't want me to do it at that time because he knew I wasn't ready. But what he was telling me was, do this when you're ready and you'll know when you're ready. So I finally realized that I, I was ready in that moment when I was reliving that situation and how he said it to me over and over and over and over again. I remember my grandfather um, used to get on his uh, CB radio and he'd go, break a breaker 919 or break a breaker line 19 or something like that. And he was just a very different person. He was in the military. He actually came out of the war with a dishonorable discharge and lived a very successful life. And people could not understand how he could have a dishonorable discharge and still be successful. People didn't bother him because they thought he was crazy. He was shell-shocked. And um, he really did seem like, like a crazy old man, honestly. And many times I thought he was crazy, but he had a lot of wisdom. So I remember around the age of 14, 15, my Uncle Bobby got out of prison and my grandfather and my father argued over me for years, and I never understood why they were always arguing over me. Why was I always the topic that caused the two of them to clash heads? Because if it wasn't for that, I think they would have been really good friends. And it took a long time, me and my adulthood and last few years, to really understand what, what happened. But my Uncle Bobby and I were really close. And Uncle Bobby taught me a lot about the Bible. And a lot about the truth, the things that were hidden in the Bible. There are things in there, if you go in there and you read them a certain way, they don't mean what, you, what they actually mean to say. So he taught me a lot of different things. And a lot of times he told me not to share information because people would think I was crazy. But here I am, like I said, I was like 15 getting all this information, preparing me for my true assignment that I have to do that I'm doing today. And I know this is my assignment because... As I look back, I have been led to this position. I have been guided and, and trained and nurtured along the way. So Uncle Bobby used to pick me up and he said, you know what, we're not, you're not staying in this house and listening to this. You know, we're going to eat. Or he would actually take me gambling. I used to go to the casino with Uncle Bobby and his girlfriends. And we'd go out to eat. And, you know, he talked to me about so many different things. But Uncle Bobby was the one who told me the truth about who I was and what really happened. And I remember when he told me, he didn't tell me until the latter years in life, his latter years in life, when I had children of my own, and I didn't want to believe him, what he said. And it hurt me, you know, because it wasn't anything bad about me, but the situation revealed things to me that I didn't know that, that hurt. And I never told anybody, and... I didn't talk to Uncle Bobby for a while. He came back and he apologized to me. And we had a conversation about it. But it wasn't until my last three years of the things I experienced that led me to believe and see Uncle Bobby told me the truth. And it was something, my grandfather was a Mason. 
And my grandmother was an Eastern star. My grandmother went to church. My grandfather did not. And one thing Uncle Bobby and I talked about, and he would say, why do you think Daddy never went to church? And I said, I don't know. And see, I joined the Eastern Stars in my 20s. And he said, well, why did you do that? And I said, well, I just thought it was the right thing to do. Grandfather, you know, Granddaddy was a Mason. And I said, you know, but he said, you still go to church. I said, well, the women, the Eastern Stars go to church. He said, baby, you're not supposed to go to church if you are an Eastern Star or a Mason. He said, they don't know the difference. They don't really know what they're doing. They just do it because they think it's what they're supposed to do, but it's not. So I was like, well, can you tell me? And he wouldn't tell me because he was the kind of person. He always told me, never force your children to believe something. Don't teach them what to think. Teach them how to think. So Uncle Bobby, when he passed away, it's been about four years now, maybe five. Uh, when Uncle Bobby passed away, I started remembering things that he told me and things that he never answered for me. So I started seeking answers harder for myself. Uh, when my son was diagnosed with Crohn's disease at the age of seven, I left the church because I felt like everybody looked at us as if we were a sickness or an illness or something was wrong with him. It's like, oh, we're praying for you, but they hug you different. They look at you different. And, you know, that really hurt. And, you know, there's no hurt, they say, like church hurt. I've been in the church, you know, I was going almost every Sunday. I was a faithful member and always been a good person with a good heart. But it was just the treatment that we received that was different that led me away from the church. And I said, God, these can't be your people. They cannot be of God and tell me, you know, that it's okay to treat people the way that they do without even understanding or trying. No one tried to understand our situation. They just judged us as people do so often. Don't try to understand what the next person is dealing with. They judged him. And in that judgment, I became hurt. You know, my children were hurt. It was enough that my son was facing death. I didn't want to deal with people who couldn't understand. I dealt with enough of that in the world. People in my family and so-called friends looking at me like, oh, girl, how did that happen? What is that? Ew. Is it contagious? Like, are you serious? You know? <laughs> so I had to learn to, instead of cry, laugh through the bullshit, you know? So I had to learn to laugh about a lot of stuff in order to get through the things that we were dealing with and going through. So long story short, I left the church and I started reading my Bible and studying on my own. And I used to, I remember I used to get two Bibles because I know that the Bible in the U.S. was approved at a certain time. And the Bible is updated in the Library of Congress each year. And my grandmother used to say, baby, hide the word, hide the word in your heart because there will become a time when you no longer have access to it. And that time is now because what's in the book today is not what was in the book 50, 60 years ago. So if you didn't write, hide the word in your heart, you're not getting the same word. So <clears throat> with me knowing these things, I went on a different quest and journey. And as I, in the process of my journey of understanding more about religion, I wanted to feel better. Because I didn't want to hurt from the hurt that I was dealing with with my son. And out of anger, I would sometimes lash out on my children. I remember <clears throat> when I would get mad, I didn't want to hit them. So I would just slam the cabinets, walk through the house, slamming the cabinets because I was so hurt and I was so angry and I was angry at their father for the things that he did to me and the things that he didn't do and how he promised to be there. And he couldn't be there for us because he didn't know how to be there for himself. And for years, I hated that man and I harbored that hurt in my heart. 
I was mad for the fact that my father died without us even mending a wound and <clears throat> having a conversation about what really happened between my sister and I. And I harbored that pain in my heart for years. My father died and after he died, my grandmother died nine months later. That was my baby. I knew that they loved me. My grandfather died shortly after that within about a 15 month time span. Around the age of 19, it started at the age of 19. I lost my father, my grandmother, and my grandfather. Those were the three people that were the closest to me. Those were the three people who I knew loved me. My grandfather and my father had conversations with me. They argued over me, and my grandmother was the person always talking to me, telling me who to be and who not to be. And then Uncle Bobby. Uncle Bobby was the person who kind of had his own life, but he always came in and made time for me. He made time to talk to me and he taught me a lot of things. So that's a little bit of who I am and the background of where I come from and how I got to where I am. But so many things happened in between. But as I was speaking about my grandfather and the mindset is how he was able to survive. The things that he knew is how he was able to survive. And in order to be able to survive some of the toughest times, you have to be able to merge your mind and your emotions. Stop reliving what was done to you as a child. Stop reliving the relationships that did not go right. Stop reliving losses and learn how to turn those losses into lessons and give yourself a cause and room to grow. <clears throat> So it's Coach Shan, and you have been listening to Diamond Evolution Podcast. So if you want to understand more about merging your mind and emotions and how to get to the point of healing your temple and evolving to be a diamond and building that true connection with God that doesn't cause you, require you to be of a particular religion, but true spirituality and true connection with God and oneself, this is a podcast for you. And I know a lot of you may be afraid because growing up, you were always told not to do certain things. But I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to ask you a question. The things that you were trained to do, look at your life and where you are today. How many of those things are actually working for you? How many of them are working for you? Are you happy with your mind, your body, and your spirit? Can you actually look in the mirror at yourself and consciously say, if I were to die today, I feel like I lived a great life. I feel like I got to the point of knowing who I am and why I was here. And if you can't, that means something you're doing is preventing you from being where you truly want to be. And if you want answers and you want help, click the button. Six dollars a month. Join my podcast. I promise you one or two things are going to happen. You're going to discover something that you didn't know. You're going to grow and you're going to evolve continuously. Or you're going to stay the same and you're going to just lose $6. But what is $6? What is $6? Would you not give $6 to a stranger? Would you not throw $6 away in a cup of coffee, lottery tickets? I mean, there's so many different things you can do um, with $6, right? <laughs> not very much. You can't even buy, you know, a sandwich for $6 in most cases now. So for $6 a month, you can learn from me. And you can learn a little bit from my sons and about them and what it's like to be in a household with Coach Sin and how they've grown and developed to be the young men that they are. 
Also visit my website at www.coachandcorner.com. Um, I do have my coffee product on there. And I, I know on my last podcast, I thought about it afterwards. I said, I've been doing this for a year. Time really does fly. Actually, it's been almost three years now. <laughs> I'm like, why did I say that? I said a year. Like, I'm tripping. But anyway, <laughs> go to www.coachandcorner.com. Check out my blog. Um, I haven't blogged a lot, but I'll be blogging more. So you can learn a little bit more about me and join the podcast and you'll learn more about my process of evolution. And I'm here to help you to evolve as well. Thank you for listening to Diamond Evolutions Podcast. This is Coach Shan.